It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. So today in the Word, we are in Mark chapter number 14. And as far as the background, remember in Mark 14, this point in the gospel, we are in the Passion Week, the last week of Christ's earthly life before his crucifixion. And this is the Passover feast. It begins in the chapter talking about it. It's really Jesus's preparation for the crucifixion that we're seeing in this chapter. And there's so much going on. And when I read this chapter, this thought came to me that this chapter is dripping with humanity. Man, there's 72 verses in chapter 14 of Mark, but man, this chapter, it's like if you could take this chapter and wring it out, it's just dripping with humanity. It's like it's setting up Christ for the cross, and even in this chapter, there's a Passover where he institutes the Lord's Supper. So it's all pointing to the cross, but it also is really pointing to the reason for the cross. Because you see, every type of person in this chapter, it's like all over the place. And, and if there's anything that this chapter reminded me of, and really the title of this devotion would be that we are the reason. Man, we are the reason for the cross. So this chapter's leading us to the cross. It's setting up the cross. But just the whole circumstance of this chapter is reminding us right here that we are the reason for the cross. Now, obviously, it's God's holiness and God's justice that is vindicated at the cross. But when I say we're the reason, what I mean is there wouldn't have been a necessity for God's holiness to be vindicated if it hadn't been for the sin of mankind. So, man, Christ is getting ready to make an atonement for the Father in his holiness. But, man, it's his holiness that is being... um, his justice that is being satisfied. Why? So that he can justly forgive those who come to him in faith. And so just setting it up, um, every angle of humanity you can imagine in this chapter, you have everything from the Pharisees who wanted Jesus dead um, to the people who wanted him, um, and you have everything in between. Look at this. You got the Pharisees in verse 2 wanting to kill him, but they didn't because they were afraid of the people who wanted him. You have a woman who loves him so much that she breaks her uh, year's value of ointment and anoints the head of Jesus, and she's just so grateful. She's so grateful, and this act of worship is so profound that Jesus says, wherever this gospel is told, there's going to be a witness of this woman, and her deed is found in all four of the gospels. So you got this, but then you have, it says in the same verses, that the disciples are complaining because of the waste of money that's being made by her wasting this ointment. And by the way, according to John chapter 12, it was Judas who was provoking the complaints. And it wasn't because he cared, it's because he was the treasurer and he was getting shortchanged, right? So you have this woman, but then you have the complaints. I mean, you have the disciples going out on mission, looking for this house for Jesus to prepare the Passover But then you got some unknown homeowner, the master of the house, who shows them this large room where they're able to meet for the Passover. She got this generosity of humanity. Then you have the disciples where Jesus says, one of you is going to betray me in verse 9. 
And you have this humility of, is it I? Every one of them, humanity, is it I? Recognition of our weakness. And then they take the Lord's Supper together and Jesus talks about how, you know, the, he's going to be sacrificed and all the sheep are going to be scattered. But what does Peter say? No, not me. You have Peter's arrogance. You have Gethsemane where Jesus goes with this anguish of soul, his most dark moment of his earthly existence. And yet the three men in this world most close to him, um, Peter, James, and John, man, where are they? They're sleeping. Why? Because of the weakness of their flesh. Humanity, dripping with humanity. You have Christ's betrayal by Judas in the garden. Then you have the soldiers coming, man, just dripping with the evil of humanity. And then you got some naked young man running around, it mentions. Many people think that was Mark, and that's why he threw that in there. But that's crazy humanity, right? Uh, you have Judas, Judas in, in his betrayal. Think about this. He doesn't just betray him from afar off. He literally comes up and kisses him on the cheek. Man, the intimacy of a friendship kiss, and yet you're using it to betray someone. Man, what a knife in the back, man, dripping with humanity. You have Peter afar off, right? Denial. You have false witnesses and lies against Jesus in verse 59 at his mock trial, if you would. But what is it? It's just dripping with humanity. It says the witnesses didn't agree, which was a violation of the laws of witnessing. But what? They still accepted their witness, dripping with humanity. You have them accusing Jesus of blasphemy because he simply said, I'm the son of God. You have them spitting on him. You have Peter cursing and ending with Peter weeping. And so you see this chapter just, it's like, doesn't it just scream out we're the reason? Hey, it's setting Jesus up for the crucifixion, but don't lose the setting. God in this chapter purposely showed us so many highs and lows. He, he really showed us the roller coaster of humanity. There it is. It's the roller coaster of humanity. It's the highs of worship. It's the lows of denial. It's plotting to kill him. It's those who you know want to be with him. And here's the thing about it. You got these people in every which way. But I can literally see me as well. Um, in every character in this chapter. I see my highs. I see my lows as an individual. I, I really see all of us in this chapter. Man, all of the highs and lows, so much of our inconsistency, but in the midst of it, you have Jesus's pure consistency, never wavering, never turning from his purpose, never moving on, and so you see all these characters really representing all of us and our humanity. But I think the character who probably represents the whole the best, Peter. Man, Peter. If you had no one else in this chapter, if you only had Peter's character, you'd be like roller coaster, roller coaster. Think about it. In verse 19, when Jesus said, you're all going to flee, um, or one of you is going to betray me. It says, they all said, is it I? That means Peter did. So when Jesus said, someone in this room is going to betray me, you have Peter among those in humility saying, is it me? Am, am I the one? Very good self-awareness, right? That any of us on our best day could, I mean, on our worst day can do anything. So you have Peter with humility. Then in verses 29 through 31, you have Peter's pride, right? And, and, and you have Peter sitting there saying, though all men forsake you, Lord, I won't forsake you. 
So you have his pride. And then you see Peter's carelessness. You see his fear. Um, Beginning in verse 66, it says, As Peter was beneath in the palace, there came one of the maids of the high priest, one of the young women. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, "Um, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, "I, I know not, neither do I understand what you're saying. And he went out into the porch, and the rooster crowed, the cock crew. And a maid, a young woman, saw him again and began to say to them that stood by, this is one of them. And it says in verse 70, and he denied it again. And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech agrees with it. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom you speak. Pure denial of Christ. And it says, in the second time, the rooster crowed. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said to him, before the rooster crowed twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought thereon, he wept. So you have Peter with humility, is it I? You have Peter with pride saying, everyone else may deny you, but I'm not going to. You have Peter in carelessness and fear and cursing and denial. What a roller coaster ride. And how does the chapter end? Peter with brokenness, because when he called to remembrance what Jesus told him would happen, it says that he wept. Man, from humility to arrogance to carelessness and fear to concern to cursing to brokenness. You know what? You say, well, well, Why? Just a reminder to you and to me, to every one of us, that we are the reason that Jesus went to the cross. We are absolutely the reason. Man, what a sorry lot we are. You can look at this chapter and you can say, what a mess. What a sorry lot we are. Or you can say, man, what a great Savior he is. Isn't that really the the opposite? All this mess of humanity. And Jesus doesn't run from it. He runs toward it and he dies for it. And don't lose that. All of this mess of humanity, but Jesus doesn't run from it. He runs toward it and he dies for it. You know what that is? That is the heart and soul of the gospel. That's the heart and the soul how each one of us should live every day. I remember an old poem There's so much wrong, uh, wait, there's so much good in the worst of us and so much bad in the best of us that it doesn't behoove any of us to talk about the rest of us. Hey, when we realize who we are, what we are, and it's only by the grace of God, man, that God does anything good in our life, it really changes my outlook on everyone and everything around me. From judgment to gratitude for all that Jesus has done for me personally and for all of these that would receive him. So what's the word for today? Man, so many words for today, but landed simply on this. Quit looking for perfection in humanity and just rest in the perfection of a perfect and a merciful Savior because that is what we have in Christ. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. 
as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.